0: Talking fantasy football week two, streams, uh, waiver wire acquisition, starts, sits, maybe a little touchdown prediction as well. We're going to dig in game by game, position by position. So we're going to do quarterbacks first, then running backs and wide receivers, then tight ends. I'm not going to be talking about defense. Not going to be talking about kicker because I don't feel like doing either one of them. Uh, You're listening to the Get Paid Podcast. You also might be uh, watching this stream on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash the underdog. Wherever you're picking this show up, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, you know, let's keep it uh, is, is, as useful as we can. The comments, as useful as we can. Um, like I said, first time I'm actually streaming this thing. Uh, if you're picking this up on the podcast, once again, go to youtube.com slash the underdog. Let's just dig right in, get a full boat, 16 games as usual. We are airing this on a Thursday, so Thursday night is coming here. So you will get the opportunity if you're catching this stream after the fact uh, to tell me how big of an idiot I am with my projections. But like I said, we're going to go quarterback first through all the games, and then uh, we'll work our positions down. So first and foremost, Joe Burrow for me. Look, I wouldn't start him in my uh, fantasy leagues, but if you're playing daily fantasy, I think Joe Burrow outperforms Baker Mayfield for one simple reason. I think that Cleveland will be running the ball more. I think Joe Burrow will use his legs. He's gonna get you some extra yardage. We saw last week with the LA Chargers uh, in that game. Yes, I know the Chargers defense relaxed a little bit towards the end of that game, uh, but Cincinnati had the most success moving the ball when Joe Burrow was a little bit more aggressive with his legs. I think they'll embrace that. Um, that's really the best thing a young quarterback can do. And let's remember, Joe Burrow, that was his first ever NFL game action to throw a quarterback in there with no preseason game. We've never seen it before. It was crazy. So uh, Joe Burrow, um, I think uh, I think he's a startable player in the daily fantasy. He's more of a budget guy. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm a sit this week. He missed some opportunities, and I do watch every game. He missed some opportunities deep. Yes, there are opportunities there, but at this point, Baker Mayfield is a prove it um, in a prove-it situation with me. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I think he has potential. I think this offense is going to be great for Cleveland. But like I said, I think it's going to be a little bit more run-focused. Next game, Atlanta versus Dallas. Matt Ryan, um, as good as he uh, was, I mean, a lot of those points uh, against Seattle came in the fourth quarter when Seattle's defense was relaxed. I'm actually a sit on Matt Ryan this week. Now, if he's your quarterback, I don't mind you playing him because the potential is already there with that talented receiver group. Um, Dallas, Dak Prescott, I actually have as the fourth projected uh, quarterback this week so he's a start for me I think Prescott throws for like you know three or four touchdowns I think Ryan might only get two um, we'll see I mean uh, my projections are coming to back at Dallas victory I don't know how much I, uh, I think I think the game's going to be closer and I like Al- uh, Atlanta's offense so it would not shock me at all if Matt Ryan exceeds this projection Uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, I should say the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen I have as the number one ranked quarterback this week. I think he's going to do well. We saw um, he was a little bit more precise throwing the ball than he was last season. That's what you want to see. I think Buffalo, their offense is... um, is sneaky good. I like the offensive coordinator there. You can see what they're doing with ball control. They didn't even have to run the ball last week, and they're going to be a good running team. Uh, Josh Allen's going to get you rushing yards. He's going to get you rushing touchdowns. And the addition of digs in this offense to go with John Brown, who I already liked in the offseason, um, I think Josh Allen's going to have a fantastic season. I'm actually trying to trade for him right now <laughs> in some of my leagues, and I would suggest you do the same as well. He could really break out. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm a sit. If you're a Daily Fantasy, you know you're rolling the dice, dice with Fitzpatrick he could come out and throw for three or four touchdowns this is not the week that that's going to happen against the Buffalo defense I'm going to sit there Carolina, Teddy uh, Bridgewater versus Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Uh, Both of these actually have these within two one-hundredths of a point in terms of computer projections. Uh, Both quarterbacks, I think, are kind of fringe starts. Uh, You could do better, and you could probably even do better on the waiver wire. Uh, But if you have them and they're your quarterback, I'm fine with it. The good thing about Teddy Bridgewater is there was a ton of opportunity. Uh, Christian McCaffrey ended up scoring those two touchdowns, I think, on the goal line, and you can expect that to continue. But when Carolina was down and they needed to move the ball, they started to throw to McCaffrey a little bit more. He will uh, be more of a factor in the passing game than he was in week one. Uh, you still got DJ Moore to go with Robbie Anderson. This offense is a lot was a lot of fun to watch. They remind me a lot of last year's at, um, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Bridgewater could be one, another guy that you could really peel off of waivers, and he could break out this season. So keep an eye on them. Again, there were probably two or three touchdown passing touchdowns left on the table last week against the uh, the Raiders. Now, uh, Tampa Bay, we know what happened. We saw what happened against New Orleans. Uh, Brady was just rusty. I tend to think I was surprised that Gronkowski was off the field as much as he was. I think Brady needs to bridge that gap and get somebody in there he has some chemistry with. Looking third and uh, you know third and fours, third and fives, he can't just drop back and expect Julian Edelman to read the uh, the defense and run you know a wide receiver option route. You know it's outer in. He doesn't have that anymore. He has to build that. Um, Tampa Bay is going to be just fine. I think Brady's going to come back with a vengeance this week. So um, if you want to play him, I have no problem with that. But again, off the waiver wire, you might be able to scoop somebody up, and I would not pay for him in daily fantasy. Uh, Denver versus. Pittsburgh. Uh, Drew Locke is a sit. I'm not really starting any quarterback outside of maybe Lamar Jackson um, when they play the Steelers. It's just not a good idea. Steelers are probably going to be playing it from ahead in this game, which means they're going to be able to pin their ears back on the defensive line, rush the quarterback, which is what they do. That means a lot of quick throws uh, from Locke. Could mean some interceptions for Locke. I just stay away from him this week. Roethlisberger, I don't have a great projection, but there's there's some 2019 data uh, feeding this, which means we get a lot of Duck Hodges and, uh, and Mason Rudolph or whatever their names were. I don't even know if I got them right. Um, look, the Steelers, their offense... Uh, Claypool looks fantastic, by the way. He's going to be a beast um, maybe as soon as maybe the back half of this season. You got Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith schuster through throw two. They're going to be very, very good. Uh, Detroit, Matthew Stafford. Oh, so Roethlisberger's a start. Uh, Detroit, Matthew Stafford uh, versus Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I have both of these quarterbacks rated as a start. Uh, Stafford, maybe not so much. I liked what the Green Bay Packers defense did, at least in the first three quarters to the Minnesota Vikings last week. Um, And that obviously hinges a little bit on Galladay's health as well. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, I'm good with him. Go ahead and start him if you have him. Uh, Let's see here. Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew II versus uh, Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, I think, will play a little bit better. We saw the Indianapolis Colts move the ball. Um, They couldn't really punch it in the end. They didn't take advantage of as many opportunities against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Don't read too much into that Monday night football game. Denver's defense is better than you think it is. Uh, They're very well coached. And uh, they made it tough. Uh, you know, they they shut down Derrick Henry um, as much as anybody can shut down Derrick Henry. He didn't have a great yards per carry average. But what we saw from Tennessee, I think, is what we're going to see. I mean, they're a ball control offense. When they play tough run defenses, they will continue to be patient with the run, which I think is important. Las Vegas is very similar in that fashion. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill will get plenty of red zone opportunities. Credit Denver, I do, uh, with what they did. And uh, that game would have been a little bit more... Um, in Tennessee's favor, obviously, if they could hit a field goal to save their lives. They did at the end of the game there, just barely snuck through there. Didn't cover the spread, though. Thanks, Gaskowski. Uh Gardner Minshew, 19-20 last week. He's got DJ Chark. I like what Chenault showed. Uh, Didi Westbrook was off the field last week. I think he's going to be back this week. I'm not—oh, and Tyler Eifert, too, in this offensive system will do well. I like the weapons Gardner Minshew has. I like the efficiency. I'm a buyer on Gardner Minshew season long, not a buyer this week. I like the Tennessee Titans defense, so I'm going to sit him. Uh, Next one, we got Jared Goff, the Los Angeles Rams versus Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz. Jared Goff, to me, is a sit until proven. um, Otherwise, I do think the Rams did some things to fix that run game. I like Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers, the one-two punch. I think that will be prevalent throughout the entire season uh, for reasons, schematic reasons. Uh, The only thumper they have at running back is Malcolm Brown, unlike last year where they had Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley that could both score from short yardage I think Malcolm Brown ended up with like five touchdowns last year Gurley was in double digits well Gurley's gone Um, I don't think that Akers is the guy that's going to push the pile on fourth and one or uh, you know fourth and one from from the one yard line and fourth and goal I should say So what does that mean? I think Malcolm Brown's going to have more value in this offense. Jared Goff, what that means for him eventually is teams are going to be biting on the play-action fake, which means he's going to be able to hit Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, uh, Reynolds, Higby, all these guys downfield. This will coalesce as we move forward, but for this week, I'm just going to sit, again, until proven otherwise. At some point, it'll pop. But I don't want to make that that this week. Philadelphia Carson Wentz. I didn't like what I saw last week. Um, credit again, Washington's defense. They're very well coached. They're probably going to be a top ten defense when all is said and done in terms of yardage given up. We'll see what the red zone and all that stuff, you know, scoring uh, percentages and all that. But uh, Washington's defense is very good. They have a very good defensive line. They were able to frustrate the Philadelphia Eagles in the secondary or um, um, on the defensive front. Here's the deal with Philadelphia receivers. It was an issue last year. It's an issue now. Uh, it's really Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, um, Miles Sanders was off the field. That didn't help anything. You know, again, Carson Wentz, I'm not worried about him, but this week the Rams uh, played pretty strong defense against uh, what I thought it was a Dallas Cowboys team that played pretty well on Sunday night uh, comparative to a lot of the other games that I watched. Uh, So, Let's just wait and see on these uh, the number one and the number two pick of the 2016 NFL draft. I'll I'll wait on both of these and sit them. You can do better elsewhere. Minnesota versus Indianapolis. Kirk Cousins, uh, I have as kind of a mid-grade start. Um, he's somebody you could probably scoop off of waivers and start this week, or he might be a good daily fantasy play. A couple touchdowns I think is uh, likely for him. Indianapolis, Philip Rivers moved the ball very well. He's, again, very, very mid-grade start for me. I actually have uh, Cousins ranked 11th and Rivers ranked 12th in terms of projections this week. So, again, these are guys you could scoop off of waivers or pay low or buy low in daily fantasy, and they'll get you some decent points. New York Giants versus Chicago Bears. Uh, Daniel Jones, I have as a sit. Tough defensive matchup for the second week in a row. The Chicago Bears defense is going to look more like the 20, uh, 2018 Chicago Bears defense than the 2019 Bears defense. What I mean by that is, look, last year everybody's Kind of season overreacted to last year. They had a new defensive coordinator. There's some adjustment there. That adjustment is done. This Bears defense will be good season long. I like this matchup for the Bears defense. Now, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think he uses his legs. Uh, I, I actually have him projected as the. Believe it or not, it's. His, blowing my mind here but the fifth ranked quarterback this week what does that mean am i going to start him over i don't know take your pick a ben roethlisberger no i probably wouldn't do that daily fantasy if you're looking for a breakout cheap guy in daily fantasy i like trubisky um if he's your only quarterback on your roster you must be a bears fan Um, i don't see any scenario where you don't have better than trubisky on your roster but uh bottom line daily fantasy scoop him up super flex i think you can flex him out something like that but uh otherwise you know i'll uh I won't be betting a lot on Mitchell Trubisky, especially in key leagues. San Francisco versus the New York Jets. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he bounces back. Uh, receiver, just like Philadelphia and Carson Wentz receivers, it's a concern. It's a concern. But, um, you know, they will get healthy. San Francisco as a unit will be fine. What I think will end up happening um, is similar to what we saw with the Los Angeles Chargers last year uh, and their usage of Melvin Gordon and Austin, uh, Austin Eckler, I think the same will be the case with the trifecta of running backs that they have. I think we'll see Mostert use a little bit more in the passing game in the slot and those kinds of things. And McKinnon especially, excuse me, McKinnon especially, uh, while uh, San Francisco is trying to acclimate to having receivers, and Kittle might even be a little bit banged up as well. Um, I think that we will see more usage of the running backs in the passing game just to survive, and I do think that they'll bounce back this week. New York Jets, Sam Darnold, not a start for me. This is not a good defensive matchup. I think Crowder and, and uh, Herndon might have some juice at other positions, but I'm just kind of staying away from the Jets, especially with Le'Veon Bell out. It's basically Frank Gore and um Gosh, uh, LaMichael, whoever, uh, Perrine, Perrine, Perini, perinium I don't know. Uh, Washington versus Arizona. Lowbrow joke there. Washington versus highbrow, highbrow uh, vocabulary. Huh? Huh? Washington versus Arizona. Dwayne Haskins, sit. Arizona, Kyler Murray is start. Just that simple. I think Kyler Murray obviously gets you some rushing yards. Look, Washington's defense is, uh, is going to be tough. I'm really curious to see how Washington... Matches up, you know, Philadelphia wide receiver issues were documented in saying that. Well, Arizona does not have wide receiver issues. They have an abundance of talent there. Curious to see how the secondary meshes up. Uh, is it going to be quick release for Kyler Murray? I don't know, but he's going to score well, possibly on the ground, possibly through the error. But uh, definite top 10 quarterback for me this week. Baltimore versus Houston. Lamar Jackson ranked as the third uh, projected quarterback uh, this week. Definite start, gets in the end zone a couple times, easy. Houston, I don't think they played poorly against Kansas City. I think Kansas City is just that damn good. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't have a great projection on him, really mostly because of the respect for the Baltimore Ravens uh, offense. But if he's on my roster, I'm starting him regardless. Uh, you know, you draft talent. To overcome matchup and Deshaun uh, Watson, man, he's he's gonna have the juice this week. I I like it. Kansas City versus the L.A. Chargers. Patrick Mahomes is a start. Um, is there any scenario? Where you would sit, Patrick Mahomes, whew, you'd be out-thinking the room there. Do not do that. Start him every week. L.A. Chargers. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is underrated. I did not like what I saw from the Chargers offense against uh, the Cincinnati's defense. Now, Cincinnati last week in Week One, credit them. They they improved over you know, season over season. They got some players back who were injured last year. So no, uh, you know you got to give credit where credit's due. But Terod Taylor, what I didn't like, accuracy and he wasn't really using his legs to extend plays again you know some credit goes to Cincinnati but what I really disliked was that I didn't see enough usage out of the backs in the backfield didn't see enough usage of Hunter Henry and when your offense is struggling you got to call those quick hit plays those easy wins to the running backs and the tight ends didn't see enough of that now they'll have to do that against Kansas City so I do like the receivers in this offense well specifically Hunter Henry and the running backs there but yeah, I'm not a buyer in the Chargers. I know the Chargers fans are giving me some hate there, but, uh, you know, I watch every game. I mean, you can see who's good and who's not, and Chargers are not at this point. We are an official Herbert watch on this channel. Uh, let's see, New England Patriots versus Seattle Seahawks. Both quarterbacks are starts, although I have an awful projection on Russell Wilson, thanks to the um, just how good the New England Patriots defense is. What I expect in terms of game plan, I expect the Patriots, you know, to clog the, the, the interior offensive line, I'm sorry, defensive line, they're going to, the Patriots defensive line will be in the backfield um, of the very, I think, good run blocking Seahawks offensive line so that's going to be tough sledding for Chris Carson I think that Gilmore will probably be locked up on DK Metcalf and then they'll probably do like some kind of cover two or cornerback safety coverage to try to keep uh, Tyler Lockett in front of them so what does that mean it means Russell Wilson and Greg Olson have to beat the New England Patriots can they do it I don't bet against Russell Wilson I also don't bet against New England I'm going to stay away from this in terms of bets I will start both quarterbacks and I'll enjoy watching the game I can tell you that um let's see here New Orleans versus Las Vegas on Monday Night Football Drew Brees is a start Derek Carr for me this week is a sit what's going to happen is New Orleans's run defense is very strong uh Oakland will stick to the run kind of like what we saw with the uh the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos uh Oakland will stick with the run I think I said earlier in the week what they'll do is they'll get like three and a half yards per carry with Josh Jacobs against this tough defensive line which is good enough to keep stay impatient with it but uh, not good enough to where you want to really do it it's uh, you know it's like taking your cousin to prom uh, as I also said earlier in the week So Derek Carr, uh, what is that going to mean they're going to be one dimensional. Uh, He's going to be trying to push the ball to to like Ruggs and Waller. Um, I think it's going to be tough sledding for him. Now, they'll score some points, don't get me wrong, but I think he can do better elsewhere, Um, Daily Fantasy as well. Now, waiver Wire pickups, I would say Bridgewater is a good bet this week. Burrow, who I mentioned before, I think he'll use his legs a little bit more this week, which will get you some running yard kind of bonus, right? Uh, Trubisky, I mentioned before, I have him projected as the fifth-ranked quarterback. These are computer projections, not me. Um, But they came back and basically outlined a a matchup that is uh, in trubisky's favor so daily fantasy maybe superflex maybe uh, and philip rivers i think is another waiver wire plug-in and play and actually for that matter kirk cousins is as well so there you go there's quarterbacks let's move it to running backs uh gosh i talked what is that 17 minutes in it's gonna be a long one but let's keep it rolling here okay thursday night football cincinnati versus cleveland joe mixon Um, at this point, if you look, draft capital, you're going to start him. If he's on my team, I'm probably going to start him too, but I'm a little worried because Joe Burrow needs to uh, acclimate to the NFL. I think this is the week where we start to see them string it together. Cincinnati's receivers are very good. Once Joe Burrow can pass the ball downfield and be comfortable, and it is coming, Cincinnati fans. It is coming. I I, I love Burrow in this offense. I love the wide receivers, but until that happens, teams can basically stack the box against Mixon, so it's going to be tough sledding. Be patient with Mixon. If you're going to start him fine. I don't have a start projection. Um, What that means to me, the way I use these projections is I start him in my fantasy league because I have faith that he'll get some red zone, some gold line opportunities, but I'm not going to buy him in daily fantasy. I think it's a bad matchup. Uh, For Cleveland, I think that this is a game that they can uh, pound the rock. I think Nick Chubb uh, outscores Kareem Hunt this week, but I do have both as viable plays. Uh, Let's see here, Atlanta versus Dallas. Todd Gurley actually have a nice projection on Although, I did not like what I saw from Atlanta's offense. They tried to do the ball control thing. I Look, I understand the strategy, right? You do ball control. You keep Russell Wilson off the field. You keep your defense um, well-rested so that they can play better. But, I just... Again, I understand the strategy. I think it was the wrong strategy to employ. This week against Dallas, they'll probably come out trying to do the same thing. I think they'll have a little bit more success in doing it against Dallas than they had against Seattle. Um, And I do think Todd Gurley could get a rushing touchdown this week. Uh, Dallas, you start Ezekiel Elliott every week, but to put your minds at ease, I have him as the third-ranked projected Um, um, running back in terms of computer projections. Pollard and Brian Hiller both sits. Buffalo, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Singletary for me is a start. I know Moss got the receiving touchdown, but that could have very easily gone to Singletary. Um, I think he was maybe the fourth receiver in that uh, that, uh, read um for for Allen he's moving the ball you know moving his eyes across his receivers which is good but I don't think you can count on Zach Moss to be getting reception touchdowns every week that's more of Singletary's domain Singletary you know he's more of a flex a kind of bottom flex for me actually I have a deep running back position I'm not going to be starting him on my roster this week but you could scoop him up and play him and Buffalo they didn't really run the ball last week because they didn't have to against Miami maybe they run a little bit more we don't know uh, Miami, Jordan, Howard. Uh, the thing between uh, Howard, Breida, and Gaskin, right? Um, I'm getting a lot of questions on this. And so this is going to be a three-headed uh, back by committee. What I did see is generally when Ryan Fitzpatrick was taking the snap from center, Jordan Howard was in there. That's why he got the touchdown. He's basically what you could think of as his first and second down running back. When the team was playing um, shotgun, Gaskin was getting about two thirds of those snaps, and I would say Beretta got probably the other third of that. So what ended up happening is uh, New England was stopping the run. The, nothing was working. They could not, the Miami Dolphins' offensive line could not keep New England out of the backfield. And so the team went to shotgun because it's the only way they could find room. When they went to shotgun, uh, you know, the different packages for the defense came in. Gaskin had more room to run. Now, as a runner, he looked very good. I think Gaskin is better than Breida at this point. Um, I do think Jordan Howard carries uh carries value all season long, but when he plays against a tough interior defensive front, like if you were to play like for instance in New Orleans or something, I don't know if they match up later in the season. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but teams that have really good defensive lines, I stay away from Jordan Howard. Teams with, um, you know, okay defensive lines, you could play Jordan Howard. Well, Buffalo Bills, they're a good defensive front. I favor Gaskin, even though my projections say otherwise. I favor Gaskin this week. Be patient with Jordan Howard. He will be fine against teams with poorer rushing um, uh, defenses, okay? Next game, Carolina versus Tampa Bay. Christian McCaffrey start, ranked as the number one projected running back. Uh, Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones, you could start him. I don't. I, he looked better physically. I'm just not a buyer on him. I'm biased, let me just be honest with you. I still think Fernette by the end of the season, will be the starter there. This week, though, you can start Ronald Jones if you have him. Denver versus Pittsburgh. Melvin Gordon, I have a sit as a sit. At this time, I still don't have a status on Philip Lindsay. I didn't look it up this morning. Uh, he's questionable, I believe. It was an ankle injury or something like that. Here's the deal. Monday night before, Lindsay had that injury. Lindsey looked like the better running back. He looked like the more featured running back to me. So if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up, stash him, put him in on an injured reserve slot. Um, Gordon, I don't think, is going to run away with his job. I've been saying for years, um, you know, Philip Lindsey is an electric talent. I said it for years before Raheem Mostert broke out at the end of last season. You can see it on film. You can see it when you watch the games. He's different. Uh, I don't think you can keep him off the field. I do think he will be the featured running back for Denver if he's healthy and, uh, you know, we'll monitor that situation. Pittsburgh, James Conner injured again. Uh, Benny Snell Jr. I think you can pick him up and start him. Uh, Monitor that running back situation though. If both of them play, it's probably going to be a committee. Uh, Let's see, Detroit versus Green Bay. Adrian Peterson I have as kind of a bottom line start. DeAndre Swift, that drop, heartbreak. He could have had two touchdowns in that game. Lions fans are a little heartbroken, but look at it this way. Glasses half half full here. Are the Detroit Lions going to win the Super Bowl? No. Get the draft position. DeAndre Swift, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Green Bay Packers versus Aaron, uh, I'm sorry, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. Let's go ahead and start him this week. Think about Aaron Jones. He could have easily had three touchdowns. Uh, He only ended up with one. I think he had, what, 60 yards rushing. I watched the game. Don't worry about it. He's going to be just fine. He's going to get a ton of touchdowns this year. Start him every single week. Jamal Williams, I actually have this as a start grade as well, primarily in a PPR league. Um, I probably wouldn't start him over what else I can find on waiver wire or what's on my roster already. But Daily Fantasy, if you're looking for one of these bargain guys, he could be a guy for you. Jacksonville, James Robinson uh, is a start for me. I wish I had been able to see him in action in a preseason game. He looks like he's going to be a beast. I love the way he runs. He runs with toughness. Gruden will reward that toughness with red zone and goal line carries. Tennessee, Derrick Henry start every week. You saw Tennessee, look, they were playing a tough defensive line against Denver. They stuck with the run, even though they weren't getting a lot of uh, yards per carry there. You can start him all season long. He'll be a factor in the red zone. If you have him on your roster, pencil him in. Never take him out unless he's injured. Uh, Next game, we got the Rams versus the Eagles. I talked about this a little bit with quarterbacks. Malcolm Brown will be a season-long fixture. Prediction is he goes for about 12 touchdowns this season. Now, when I was talking about this on the Fantasy Football Almanac show, my co-host David, his eyes went big and he told me I was an idiot. Here's why. Here's my argument, right? Last year, first of all, you got to know this offensive system. Uh, Sean McVay wants to run the ball. He wants to stick to the run. Last year, the the offensive line was pretty bad for the Rams. They kind of fixed that. I liked what I saw on Sunday Night Football. Now, um, Cam Akers, I think, is a better version of what they had in Daryl Henderson. I think both guys are more receiving options. They look more like third-down running backs. Not to say Cam Akers can't ascend into being a three-down back. But for now physically Malcolm Brown is better he runs more with more physicality if it's third and one you want to run the ball you put Malcolm Brown in if it's uh, third and goal from the one yard line and you want to run the ball you put Malcolm Brown in or maybe you run some two back okay this means and we know with the history of Sean McVay he will run on the goal line he will give you red zone and goal line touchdown opportunities they don't have another thumper It is Malcolm Brown. He has that role. Even if he doesn't out yardage uh, Cam Akers, he will make it up in touchdowns. He should be on everybody's roster at this point, and he's a start and projected as the number seven running back for me this week. Cam Akers, I'm a wait and see on him. He's got to evolve a little bit, and he will. I have a lot of faith in that, so I'm not uh, throwing shade on him, but um, Philadelphia is not the easiest team to run against. Uh, Washington didn't have a ton of success yards per carry against uh, Philadelphia, and that's kind of a staple the defense. So Malcolm Brown, I like it for red zone. I'm staying away from Cam Akers. Now, Philadelphia, if Miles Sanders plays, I have him as a start. You have to. Boston Scott, he's going to be better when Sanders is in. He's not a feature back. I think we all know that. Uh, let's see here. Minnesota versus Indianapolis. Dalvin Cook, weekly start. Pencil him in. Jonathan Taylor, now that Mack is out, Jonathan Taylor's going to burst out, dude. He could He could be a top five running back. He is so fast, he's his hands are good, he runs with power. Uh, you know, Jacksonville, credit Jacksonville. They contained him as much as they could. He is going to break out. If you can trade for him, trade for him. But look, people that drafted him, they're probably not going to trade for him. Naheem Hines is going to have season long value as well. We saw Rivers throw to basically feed two running backs with the Chargers the last couple of seasons. Uh, the same is going to be the case. Naheem Hines, especially in a PPR format, will have value all season long. New York Giants versus Chicago Bears. Uh, Saquon Barkley is actually a start for me. I thought maybe the Bears defense would have projected him down in terms of computers, but he'll look like, come on. You drafted Saquon Barkley. What, number two overall? You're, you, you start him, right? Uh, Chicago, I'm a seller on the Chicago running backs this week. Uh, I, I'm always a seller on them. Again, bias. I, just, I don't like the Chicago running backs. If I had to pick one, if you're in a PPR format, I like Terry Cohen. Uh, David Montgomery, he's going to get you some juice in the red zone, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more likely that Trubisky runs for a touchdown this week than these other guys. This is how I feel. San Francisco versus the New York Jets. Raheem Mostert, boom, start him. Um, and actually, because of the receivers out, I'm a I'm a start grade on Jarek McKinnon as well. I'm sitting Tevin Coleman, uh, New York <laughs> New York Jets. Poor Jets. Uh, Frank Gore. You know he's. He's going to get the tough yardage carries, but they're probably going to be playing from behind. I'm going to sit on Frank Gore. Maybe in Daily Fantasy, if you're looking for a cheap guy, Frank Gore, but mm, no, thank you. Washington, Antonio Gibson, I think is a start this week. I think Washington will be playing from behind. I think they're going to have to use Antonio Gibson more out of the passing game. Uh, Sleeper alert, you know, Jarek McKinnon. I wouldn't put him in any of my fantasy lineups. Again, he's a really cheap Daily Fantasy guy. They looked for him out of the backfield in terms of running, but really, I think this is going to be a one-two punch with uh, Peyton Barber, uh, being the thumper, and Antonio Gibson kind of being the, the guy who w- will eventually break out. I actually like Antonio Gibson's season-long productivity uh, projection at this point, based on what I saw in week one, more than Cam Akers. So there you go. Hot take. Uh, Arizona, Kenyon Drake, him. Uh, Keep an eye out, though. Chase Edmonds, if you have a deeper league, roster him. You know, I I don't like that Drake was in a walking boot before the season started. I don't like that I saw him kind of limping around and everything. Chase Edmonds is a very good running back. The only reason that uh, he's not a fantasy football starter is because he's got Kenyon Drake ahead of him. Baltimore versus Houston. Mark Ingram is a midline start grade, but we're on Dobbins' watch. I've been saying it all offseason. Dobbins will be the future running back in the system sooner rather than later. Um, He got, what, two touchdowns last week. That's going to continue. I like Dobbins. He's explosive. He can catch the ball. He's my favorite. He's actually my favorite rookie running back in terms of talent. I love Jonathan Taylor. No disrespect. To, this is a great running back rookie class. Dobbins was my favorite coming into the season, especially being a Raven, and, uh, and he will be the long-term starter this week. I probably wait and see, unless you're thin at running back. If you're thin at running back, go ahead and start him. Take the chance. Houston, um, I liked what I saw from David Johnson. He had quick feet. He had really nice vision. I have him on my team. I drafted him. He, he dropped ridiculously late, and I picked him up, and uh, now he's trade bait for me, so I like it. Uh, David Johnson, look, he's playing Baltimore's defense, though. I think you can start him. You could probably do better, especially, you know, at a flex, maybe start a wide receiver instead of David Johnson against Baltimore. What a tough draw for Houston to open the season. Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. Whew. That is not enviable. Kansas City Chiefs, Edwards Hilaire, stardom. Uh, I do think Daryl Williams will have more value as we go through the season. I think he will evolve into the short yardage running back based on what I saw against Houston in week one. But Edwards Hilaire... Ran with quickness, great decisive cuts, great movement, and he has great hands as well, which we really didn't even see on display yet um, in terms of Week 1 against Houston. Edwards-Alaire, season-long start to lock him in. Darrell Williams, I think we'll have some juice later in the season. Uh, Daily Fantasy, if you want to take a flyer and a guy can get you a touchdown, maybe him. Chargers- I do think that, especially this week, because of Kansas City's offense, I think we're going to see the Chargers use Austin Eckler more as a receiver. Joshua Kelly, I know I saw the stat sheet and everything, but Justin Jackson was off the field. Is that going to be the case? My opinion is, you know, you can lose your job to injury. Kelly took advantage of his opportunities. I think it's going to be hard for Jackson to work his way back ahead of Kelly. But one of these two should be rostered, and if uh, you missed out on Kelly in the waiver wire cycle, you can pick up Jackson, take a flyer on him at the bottom uh, spot, and if he can't overtake his job, nothing ventured, nothing gained, uh, but also nothing lost in this case, just wave him for somebody else. Um, and if you have Kelly, I mean start him but monitor that injury situation with uh, Mr. Jackson. New England versus Seattle uh, I actually have both New England running backs as a sit this week. I think Seattle's defense is very good. If I had to pick one it would be James White in a PPR format uh, just because I think the Seattle Seahawks will clog the uh, the middle there and that's more Sony Michelle's domain. Seattle Seahawks you can start Chris Carson um, he's probably your second or third running back based on where you drafted him. But I don't like the matchup. The Patriots are going to try to take him out of the game, and they have success in doing that kind of thing. Hyde is definitely a sit because I'm I'm 50/50 on Carson this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara start him. New Orleans start him, and uh, Las Vegas Josh Jacobs. He got to start him every week. I mentioned before the yards per carry probably isn't going to be here against an underrated and tough New Orleans defensive line. Their run defense is fantastic, but we know the Raiders will stick with the run. Therefore, you start Jacobs, and uh, even if he gets two yards per carry, which he will—he'll do better than that—he gets you two touchdowns. So you got to start him. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back. MLB and now NBA join UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today bet online your online wagering experts visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code podcast one that's p-o-d c-a-s-t-o-n-e for your sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts moving on to wide receiver back to thursday night football cincinnati versus cleveland cincinnati i have um, um actually the The projections here kind of suck for Cincinnati's wide receivers. I think it's because of Joe Burrow's passing. Um, Again, not throwing shade at Joe Burrow. I like him, but he's just a young guy. He's got to acclimate. I liked what I saw in the fourth quarter from Burrow. Can he move that and extend into this uh, this week, I don't know. But the bottom line is on your roster, if you drafted well, you probably have better options than AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. But if you need to start him, go ahead and start him. I don't think the projections are that bad. I just think you can do better. Um, now, in my opinion, you could probably pick up like a Paris Campbell off of waivers and plug him in, and he'd be a more viable play this week against Minnesota's secondary. That's just my opinion. Uh, Cleveland versus, oh, I'm sorry, Cleveland uh, on the other side. Odell Beckham, I have an awful projection on. Um, I don't love it. At this point like I said with Baker Mayfield I'm in wait and see mode I have Beckham um, on a couple of my rosters I'm gonna sit him until he proves that you know this offense is working and I do think that will come Jarvis Landry is the receiver to start here if you want one um and I don't have a great projection on him either uh let's see here Atlanta versus Dallas (laughs) Atlanta look you could uh, Julio Jones Calvin Ridley pencil him in big question for me is Russell Gage he got 12 targets I think over the course of the season Hayden Hurst will get more of those targets than he got in Week One. I think Hurst had like five targets. It'll be Gage and Hurst. Uh, Daily fantasy, I like Gage is kind of a lower a lower value play, but I don't think he's a guy you're going to count on in your redraft league this week. And I do think Hurst bounces back. Spoiler alert for the tight end section: uh, Dallas, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup starts C.D. Lamb. I'm still waiting and seeing. I liked what I saw on Sunday night. Don't get me wrong, and I think by the end of the season. I've been saying this, I think Gallup and CeeDee Lamb might be the better receivers there, um, but you know, Prescott has that chemistry with Amari Cooper, and you can't ignore that either. Quarterback to wide receiver chemistry is big, because if you're in a pinch, even if the guy's covered, you throw it up and you, you let him make a play. We see it with Minshew and Jacksonville uh, with Chark as well. If a quarterback will throw to a receiver, even when that receiver is covered, both of them have value, so... Uh, I do have, like I said, start grades. I'm going to wait and see on C.D. Lamb, but I like him quite a bit. Um, if you want to start him, you're kind of rolling the dice there. Seeing him more as a daily fantasy play, personally. Buffalo versus Miami. Miami, I don't care what's going on in injury. It's, it's Buffalo's defense. I think Miami's going to have a tough day. I'm sitting all of the wide receivers. For Buffalo... Um, I have Stefan Diggs actually as the start. Last week I had John Brown as the start over Diggs. This week I think it's Diggs over Brown. Um, and I'm actually a sit on Brown. I like Brown quite a bit. I'm higher on him than just about everybody else. But this week I'm going to sit Brown. And I think Diggs busts out. Carolina versus Tampa Bay. DJ Moore is a start. He could have had a touchdown this close last week. <clears throat> if you watch that game, doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Teddy Bridgewater, this close to having two or three touchdown passes. Again, that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he got the touchdown last week. Um, I think he's a start. I do still think DJ Moore is the guy here, but the bottom line is this offense is going to be fun to watch. Carolina is putting in this spread offense. I think it's going to be very good as we move forward through the season. And, um, you know, this whole passing game is going to be good. So I think they are going to support two starters on a weekly basis, and I think Moore and Anderson can start. And, you know, Curtis Samuel, underneath i think he's going to be more of a season-long waiver play um i'm sorry waiver yeah and daily fantasy is what i meant though tampa bay i'm not overreacting to what we saw last week the new orleans saints defensive backs are pretty darn good brady the chemistry issues that stuff will be resolved sooner rather than later chris godwin mike evans to me are both starts um but i'm staying away from everybody else uh denver versus pittsburgh if sutton plays I don't like the matchup, but you start him. And if you start him, daily fantasy-wise, I like Judy. Um, you know, they were trying to feature him. It was, it was a tough draw for Judy, man, um, playing against the Tennessee Titans defense, which I think is also very tough. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Sutton will help Judy and vice versa. So I, I, I would venture to say against Pittsburgh's defense, only one of, them, one of them will produce. So if Sutton plays, he can play him. Uh, Pittsburgh, I love the offense. <laughs> I love the offense, Smith-Schuster's definite start. Deontay Johnson at this point is questionable, uh, but I think you can start him. If you don't, then I think you'd be fine starting uh, Claypool and uh, James Washington, to be honest with you. Let's see, we got Detroit versus Green Bay. If Galladay plays, he's a start, and I like Marvin Jones if Galladay plays. Um, Actually, I like Marvin Jones regardless as a kind of a sneaky flex play in a deeper league. Green Bay versus uh, Green Bay on the other side. Devontae Adams is a start. If I have to bet on one wide receiver in Green Bay at this point, Alan Lazard looks physically better to me than Valdez-Scantling. Valdez-Scantling also missed some opportunities. You could look at that one or two ways. You could look at that as saying, well, he could have easily had more and better stats, right? Because he had, he dropped some passes and all that. Or you could look at it the other way and say, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers rewards Alan Lazard a little bit more. We know from last season that he likes Lazard. And Lazard looked, again, physically in better shape. He looked a little bit more imposing. He looked like that starting wide receiver. If I'm making a bet this week... I'm betting on Lazard over Valdez. Scantling, season long, but monitor that situation closely. This offense will support two wide receivers. They're better than they were last year. Jackson versus... Jacksonville versus... uh, Who are they playing? Tennessee. D.J. Charks to start. LaVisca Chennault, you could start him. I think it's a risk this week. I personally bench him. Tennessee, A.J. Brown, I don't have a great projection on him, but you can start him, I think. Um, Corey Davis had the better statistical game last week. Let me see it twice... Uh, prove it to me twice and uh and maybe i'll start him but i'm gonna sit him this week rams versus the eagles i think you can start cup and woods every week honestly i have cup i'm probably gonna start him this week at wide receiver uh robert woods yes and then we'll let the rest of the receiving core shake out between van jefferson and josh reynolds philadelphia uh who's playing alshon jeffrey at this point is questionable i don't know if he's officially been ruled out or in uh alshon i Guess, because he's the possession guy and Philadelphia desperately needs something on the outside, I think you could start him. I stay away from everything else other than tight end for Philadelphia. For the, let's see here, Minnesota Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts, Thielen's a start. B.C. Johnson's a bottom grade kind of daily fantasy type guy. I wouldn't put him in my lineup. Indianapolis, I think Paris Campbell will be the wide receiver one, at least statistically, by the end of the year. Uh, he's a he's a start for me, and T.Y. Hilton actually has a great projection on him, so go ahead and start T.Y. Hilton as well if you have him. New York Giants, and by the way, T.Y. Hilton is projected as the seventh ranked wide receiver in terms of my computer projections this week, so there you go. New York Giants, slate and him every week at this point. Every time Daniel Jones, it seems like Daniel Jones and Slayton get together, they, they produce two touchdowns. Just start Slayton every week, everybody. He's a, he's a monster. Uh, everybody else, though, from the Giants, I, I kind of stay away from. Slayton's the only one I like. Again, it's quarterback to wide receiver chemistry. They like each other. Chicago, Allen Robinson's a start. I know Anthony Miller had a nice game last week. He might be a daily fantasy guy for me. But this week, my, my computers are telling me that's a great start projection for Mr. Allen Robinson. So he's the one I'm going to go with. San Francisco versus the New York Jets. I'm waiting and seeing on San Francisco's wide Receivers. I just, there's too much murky, murkiness at this point. Too many questionable people, too many banged up people. You get your value from running backs and tight ends until Debo Samuel comes back. That's where I'm at. Uh, New York Jets, <laughs> uh, Jamison Crowder, and nothing else. Sorry. Sorry, Brashad Perriman. My bad. Uh, Washington versus Arizona. I don't like this matchup. I think Washington's going to get most of their passing offense through Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson at this point. I like McLaurin. But Haskins has to settle in. If you have McLaurin and you don't really have anything else, you got to start him. That's fine. But if you can find better, and I think you can find somebody better off of waivers uh, a la Paris Campbell, um, go ahead and start him. Arizona, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's worth a start this week. I think he's worth a start, that DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to be a good one. Um, Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald, I don't love the defensive matchup here. Uh, I think you're getting most of your offense through DeAndre Hopkins this week. If you're going to start another one, for me, go with Larry Fitzgerald uh, because he works the middle of the field a little bit more than Christian Kirk does, in my opinion. Uh, We saw Dallas Goddard and Zach Hurts last week pop. Washington's linebackers have historically been a little bit worse in coverage than some of the other teams, I would say, in the bottom third of the league. So I'm going to take the guy that runs out of the slot um, in in greater... um, You know, numbers. And to me, that's Larry Fitzgerald. I don't have a great projection on him. Daily fantasy play for me. Baltimore versus Houston, Marquise Brown. I don't have a great projection, but you see him when he's healthy. Ooh, he adds another dimension to this Baltimore team. I'm a buyer on him all season long. If you can trade for him now, try to trade for him before he gives you the two touchdown week because it's coming. Marquise Brown is a start. And then I'm going to wait and see on all the other pass catchers. There's still some. I think shuffling to be done on that depth chart. I believe Snead is still the second wide receiver. I've been burned by him enough in the past. I don't. I'm not going to start um, Snead. But uh, Duvernay, Boykin, these guys can ascend. So we'll see what happens in the future. Not betting on them this week. Houston, Will Fuller is a start. Brandon Cooks, prove it. Prove it to me. Um, I have a good projection on him. I'm not starting him. Prove it, Brandon Cooks. I'm sick of the I'm sick of the name recognition uh boosting you up in the rankings here. It's Will Fuller um, until he pulls his hamstring and then you can insert Brandon Cooks because of no other options. Kansas City versus the uh, LA Chargers. Tyreek Hill's a start. Sammy Watkins. You're rolling the dice with this, man. So you basically Tyreek Hill gives you value every week. Uh Travis Kelsey gives you value every week. Obviously, Edwards Hilaire and Mahomes, they give you value too in the other positions. But the 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 second, third, and fourth receiver is really designated by matchup. It could be McCall Hardman. Last week, um, Sammy Watkins could have had two or three touchdowns. He had a huge week one in the 2019 season as well last year. Um, Do I think that Watkins is going to be a weekly fixture doing what he did? I don't, primarily because the the second, third, and fourth wide receiving uh, option, it's going to be based on matchup. It could be Hardman, it could be Robinson, it could be Watkins. So I'll stay away from it. But you can't really, in my opinion, ever go wrong betting on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, passing game. So I'm talking that out of both sides of my mouth. What I'm saying is redraft or, you know, your draft leagues and all that stuff, your fantasy leagues, i probably stay away from them. Uh, daily fantasy, go ahead and make some bets. Go ahead and make some bets on them. Let's see, the Chargers, Keenan Allen just is a possession guy. I think he'll have some value. Mike Williams, they took a lot of deep shots. He's more of a daily fantasy uh, play than a than a fantasy football play to me this week. Again, we're in a prove-it scenario here. I want to see this Chargers offense evolve more than they were last week. New England versus Seattle. Julian Edelman's a start. And Keel Harry. Here's the deal with Cam Newton. Uh, he looked like you know Cam Newton from like 2015, back when he was still running the ball. He take the uh, take back. The New England Patriots offensive line is better than they were last year. They're protecting the quarterback more. Cam Newton has more time to throw. And what does he do? First thing he does is he looks downfield. And Keel Harry. Could be a breakout this season. He didn't break out in week one. That doesn't mean it won't happen. Remember, uh, when Cam Newton was having like his MVP caliber seasons, Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches were valuable producers at wide receiver. I think they will push the ball downfield with success. Uh, but again, Edelman's my play. And Keel Harry, he should probably, if you're really hurting at wide receiver... Maybe you should be looking at him. I do have a decent projection on him. Now, Seattle, I don't like, uh, look, matchup-wise, analytics, I I recognize you're probably going to start Lockett. You're probably going to start Metcalf if you have him. New England will be bracketing these guys. It's going to be tough go. Again, my prediction is Metcalf locks up on, um, or Gilmore locks up on Metcalf. Metcalf has a tough day, then Lockett um, is basically double-covered so that he doesn't get behind the defense in secondary. I think most of the offense, as I said before, comes underneath. That's my opinion. I'm staying away from it. If they're on your fantasy team, I'm not going to argue with you about it. You want to start them, go ahead. They can be weekly long plays. After all, you drafted these guys to to beat the matchup, right? Daily fantasy, I'm staying away from them completely. Uh, New Orleans, Michael Thomas, ankle. Will he play? Won't he play? New Orleans Saints say he won't. He says he will. If he plays, you got to start him. The annoying thing is it's Monday Night Football, so you kind of have to make your choice on Sunday. Monitor the news, but if Thomas plays and he's in the lineup, you got to play him. I just, he, he, that's what it is. Now, if he doesn't play, Emmanuel Sanders is a definite start for me. Um, And then I stay away from everybody else. It'll be like Emmanuel Sanders, uh, uh, Kamara out of the backfield, and then some combination of the tight ends there. You know, with Jared Cook obviously getting an uplift. Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Henry Ruggs is a start. I'm sitting every other wide receiver. This team, I think, will do better once Terrell Williams comes back, depending on whatever's going on with the shoulder. Um, so there you go. Oh, you know what? I forgot to give you some waiver um, some waiver acquisitions for for running back. Now, they're probably already gone at this point, uh, but Peyton Barber could get you some red zone carries. Damian Harris is a guy you should pick up if you have an IR slot. Wave somebody, pick uh, Damian Harris up for New England, put him on your IR. Naheem Hines, he's already gone, I'm sure, in your waiver wire cycle. Uh, Joshua Kelly, he's probably already gone. Jarek McKinnon, though, is actually still on my waiver wires, and I play in a pretty deep league. He's a guy, I said, I said because of the wide receiver issues at San Francisco, I I think he'll have starting numbers at running back uh, just because I think they'll need to use him a little bit more in the backfield. A wide receiver options for... Um For the waiver wire here, I think Campbell is still available in a lot of people's leagues. I mentioned Emmanuel Sanders, that injury situation with Michael Thomas. He could project even as a top 15 wide receiver this week if Thomas is out. Golden Tate has a reasonable um, projection. I don't love it, as I said before. I don't love the New York Giants receivers outside of Slayton at this point. Amendola and Cole, my computers are telling me, uh, Amendola from Detroit and uh, Keelan Cole in Jacksonville, even if D.D. Westbrook is back, um, they're telling me that those matchups are nice. Uh, but that's daily fantasy territory. I make my my low-grade bets in daily fantasy. I don't do it with my fantasy football leagues. We're playing fantasy football here. you got to win those things. Last segment here, tight ends. We're doing, uh, let's see here, Cincinnati versus Cleveland. Uzuma, no. I have a nice projection on him, but I've been burned on him in the past. I don't like it. Uh, if he proves me wrong, I'm, I, I can eat that. I don't mind that. Uh, Cleveland, we have Austin Hooper. Uh, Njoku is out now um, on the IR. <clears throat> Unfortunate for him. Uh, I don't like Bryant. Austin Hooper, I think, gets the uplift with uh, Njoku out, okay? Atlanta versus Dallas. Hayden Hurst, I think, is a bet to come back. I have him him projected as the 16th rated tight end this week as I take a sip of water. And we're back. Uh, Let's see here. Hayden Hurst, I think, will bounce back. Russell Gage isn't going to get 12 targets every single week. This offense will want to play more ball control. They'll want to hit their tight ends. Hayden Hurst was a factor in short yardage situations, which means he's going to get red zone looks. Hayden Hurst, though, every time he was roughed up a little bit uh, by a linebacker in coverage, yes, he was hit early a couple times. Yes, I agree he was interfered with. You're an NFL tight end. you got to box out. you got to make the catch. Sorry, you have to do it. Sometimes you'll get the flag, sometimes you won't. They didn't uh, last week. Hayden Hurst, you got to get tougher. Believe me, NFL defensive coordinators have seen that on tape, and they will try to employ that as a strategy, rough them up a little bit, okay? Uh, so Hayden Hurst, yes, potential. I am still comfortable starting him. If he has a bad week this week, he's going to be it territory for me. Dallas, um, staying away. Dalton Schultz, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm not starting him. Too much value at wide receiver there. Too much value. And then you got Zeke, who they're using more out of the backfield as well. Too much value. I'm staying away from tight end. It's got to come out of somewhere, and I think it comes out of tight end. Buffalo versus Miami. Neither tight end. I know the the thought is, hey, maybe Gasicki will get more targets with the the Devontae Parker injury and all that. I understand the logic behind it, but you could pick up Greg Olson off of waivers right now. I'll talk about him in a bit and start him. I think he's the better start this week. Now, Gasicki might get you a touchdown, but was he going to get you, 15 yards and a touchdown? I think Olson could give you 80 yards and a touchdown, maybe even two touchdowns this week, and I'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Carolina, Ian Thomas. Look, this is a spread offense. This isn't the same Carolina offense as in recent past where they sprung Greg Olson at tight end. I was never buyer on Ian Thomas. This is not what they want to do. This offense looks more similar to the Arizona Cardinals offense. That means wide receivers have the value. I'm not a buyer on Ian Thomas. He'll get you a touchdown every now and then. Don't get me wrong, but he's not somebody you should be betting on, in my opinion. Tampa Bay, very interesting. They had O.J. Howard playing more snaps than Gronkowski. Here's my theory. The chemistry was an issue for Tom Brady uh, last week with the New Orleans Saints. He needs somebody he trusts to throw to. He will throw to Gronkowski. You, we saw it in New England for years. If it's third and seven, Gronkowski is double covered. Tom Brady, he's you know the the the, the offensive line's collapsing. He's under pressure. Who does he throw to? He throws to Gronk and double coverage. Throws it up and lets Gronk come down with it. He trusts Gronk. That trust factor is important while quarterback acclimates to a new offense. I predict that Gronkowski will get a greater snap share this week, but O.J. Howard will have value. That makes that tight end long-term a little bit more murky. Gronkowski, daily fantasy play, you could, as I said, Greg Olson sitting on waivers for everybody. You can pick up uh, and plug in and play Greg Olson this week. Denver, Noah Fant, like, I liked what I saw. I know Cortland Sutton was out, but I do think this offense will uh, feature them. Pat Shermer throws to his tight ends. He always has. Uh, Evan Ingram, for example, with the New York Giants. He always throws to his tight ends. Fant, I was, I was a big buyer on last year. He came out, and he was... I think he was nervous to start the the season. I remember that Monday night football game. He had opportunities. He was dropping passes. He was like holding players, getting penalties thrown on him and all that stuff. This year, he looked really nice. I thought on Monday night football, I think he's a season-long starter potential. I think he could wind up as a top 10 tight end. I haven't projected his 14 this week, but if you don't have anybody else, he can play him. But again, Greg Olson, everybody. Uh, Let's see here. Pittsburgh, Eric Ebron. I'm sorry, the receivers are too good. Same thing with Dallas. I know Ebron caught a ton of touchdowns for the, the Detroit Lions. I know they ta- caught a ton of touchdowns for the um, for the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago. It's a different offense. He'll get he'll get some matchup based touchdowns and maybe he'll get it in the end zone this week. I don't have him projected to get in the end zone. I'm a season long sit on Ebron, everybody, except for daily fantasy. Detroit, uh, I like Hawkinson. When Hawkinson and Stafford were both healthy, and that was a very limited sample size last year, Hawkinson was meeting the hype coming out of the draft class. Now, you know, Stafford gets hurt, he gets hurt. Rookie season, kind of, people forget about him. The hype's over, you know, but I think he's going to be a good tight end. Uh, he's another guy you could probably pick up off of waivers that I like that you could plug in and play. Sternberger, don't like him. I don't like Green Bay tight end at this point. We'll see if that changes throughout the season. Jacksonville Eifert, I think he has sleeper value for the rest of the year, but I'm a sit. Tennessee, Jonu Smith, liked what I saw from him. I think you could play him this week if you have him on your roster. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Higbee, I have graded as a midline starter this week, um, but he does have a projection to get in the end zone. So if you want to you know, bet on him to, to get a receiving touchdown this week, I think, it's the week to do it Ertz and Goddard are both rated as starters this offense is tight and heavy I think Goddard will be the better receiving tight end i have been getting some questions about Zach Ertz you know is it over for him blah 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 no I think that they'll both produce I actually before the season had both statistically projected to be top 10 tight ends um, to to finish out the season I do think given the contract situation if you're in a deeper keeper league or dynasty or whatever Goddard's the guy I don't know that Ertz gets extended there Um, especially with the cap dropping next year, as as it's been reported. Philadelphia is in a little bit of a nightmare scenario. I believe they might be the worst team in terms of salary cap. It might be There's one team worse than the um, New Orleans Saints, and I think it might be the Eagles next year. Uh, I don't know that financially they can afford to extend Earth, even if they want to, so keep an eye on that. But I think Goddard, under contract for longer, he's the more long-term viable play. And he's been the red zone guy for a while, I think because Zach Ertz is drawing coverage. You know, maybe over the time, people start paying more attention to Goddard, so Ertz gets that. It's going to go back and forth throughout the season, that's what I'm saying, but both can be starts every week. L.A. Ram, uh, I'm sorry, Minnesota Vikings versus Indianapolis Colts. Rudolph and Irv Smith are sits for me. Jack Doyle, I, although I like him long-term, I don't like him this week. He's a sit. New York Giants versus Chicago Bears. Evan Ingram I have as a start and a, type, a top 10 tight end grade. Jimmy Graham, pay attention to the, to the 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 target totals. I don't have him as a start grade, but... You know, you could pick him up if you're really desperate at tight end. But again, there is better out there for you. There's Herndon on waivers. There's Hawkinson on waivers. There's uh, Goddard probably got snapped up this week um, from waivers, but you still have Greg Olson out there. People are ignoring him. I don't know why. Uh, let's see. San Francisco Kittle, assuming he plays, you start him every week. I don't have a great projection grade on him. Thanks to the wide receivers being out. Thanks to the New York Jets defense being a little bit better than everybody wants to give them credit for. Uh, but you got to start Kittle. You drafted him early. You got to start him and I like the matchup um, because, look, I know they're, they're going to probably be double covering them all game, but the receiving uh, targets have to go somewhere, right? Garoppolo has to throw the ball to somebody. For the New York Jets, I think the New York Jets are going to have trouble moving the ball downfield. I think they're going to be having trouble moving the ball with the running game. Uh, I think it's Crowder and Herndon all day. I think they'll get you plenty of receptions. Is he going to get in the end zone? I don't know. He'll get you receptions in yards, so I think he can bank a five-reception for 60-yard day uh, and coin flip whether or not he's going to get in the end zone. Washington Logan Thomas. I said it before, he's going to probably out target um, everybody else other than maybe McLaurin and maybe Gibson this week. Uh, Logan Thomas, he's another tight end on waivers that you could pick up, scoop, and play. I haven't projected as the third. Uh, projected tight end this week in terms of computer projections. I know these are wild, but they're computer projections. I'm not ranking them third, but I'm saying it's a good matchup, and especially in Daily Fantasy, I think you could start them. Arizona, I always sit Arizona tight end, similar to what I'm seeing in Carolina. I'm sitting them. I don't care if they get in the end zone once you know, every five weeks. I'm not going to make that bet. That's not a good bet. Um, They're not going to get your receiving yards in in bulk unless there's something goofy that happens. Just don't bet on Arizona tight ends all year. Baltimore, on the other hand, you can bet on their tight end all year long. Mark Andrews, stardom projected as the number one overall tight end this week. Boyle, I do like that this offense, um, similar to a Philadelphia, but unlike Philadelphia, they don't have to throw only to tight ends. They can open it up and go elsewhere. I do think that this, uh, this offense can support on a weekly basis two tight ends. This isn't the week to do that, though. Um, so I'm going to sit Boyle, but watch him and watch the target totals. Um, we could have a situation where, like, Goddard last year kind of starts to ascend later in the season. Maybe Boyle can do that as well. Um, for the Houston Texans, Darren Fells is a sit for me this week, although if you're in a touchdown-only league, he's a good play. Uh, let's see. Kansas City versus the L.A. Chargers. Travis Kelsey, start projected as the number four overall tight end this week in terms of computer projections. him. Hunter Henry... The computer projection's bad. Kansas City's defense is really good. Um, I don't have a start grade on him, but I gotta think that this offense is gonna do something to get him more involved and get some more quick wins, easy plays, get the chains moving. I just, I have, my gut says, my computers don't like it, but my gut says you wanna start Hunter Henry this week, at least in daily fantasy. New England versus Seattle. Um, Izzo is the starter there at tight end until proven otherwise. I have a good... (laughs) Goodness gracious, I have a good projection on him. Um, a, a, you know, a touchdown and maybe 80 yards. I'm not starting him. Daily fantasy, I'll, I'll, I'll make some bets, but geez, I'm not starting him. Um, if the projection turns out to be true, great, I don't like it. Now, Seattle, Greg Olson. I like it. Here's I said this before in the wide receiver segment. I think Gilmore matches up on Metcalf. I think that they double cover Tyler Lockett to make sure they keep him in front of them on deep routes. What that means, and I think they do a really good job stopping the run. What that means is Seattle, to move the chains, they're going to have to throw early and often to tight ends. I like Greg Olson this week off the waiver wire as a start, and I love him in Daily Fantasy. New Orleans versus Las Vegas. I like Jared Cook regardless of whether or not Michael Thomas plays. If Michael Thomas doesn't play, I like him even more stardom. Darren Waller. Um, I like him in between the 20s. Is he going to get red zone opportunities this week? I think he will start him. So there you go. There's the full boat. I didn't do defense this week. I don't know if I'm ever going to do defense. But there's my first live stream also in the books. Um, If you were commenting and all that stuff, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't looking at a single thing. I was looking at my projections. So I apologize. Maybe I'll get better with this thing and be more interactive. And uh, why don't I do this? Why don't I look at some comments? I got a question. If Brandon Ward is still asking, Chark? Or scary Terry. I will take Chark this week. I like the chemistry there. Uh, let's see. Not sure. Hey, what's up, Carl? Man, I'm not sure who to put as my flex. Carson, Hunter, Henry, or Fuller, based on matchup this week. Based on matchup, normally I would say 15 out of. Uh, I'm sorry, 16 out of 17 weeks, I would say Carson. I don't love Seattle's running offense versus the um, versus uh, the 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 defensive, defensive line of the New England Patriots. So I'll take Fuller. Fuller gives you big play potential. He didn't pull his hamstring last week. He might pull his hamstring in the first five five minutes of this game. And if he does so, I'm sorry, but I would take them. Um, And yeah, go ahead and start those other ones. You mentioned it as well. Uh, Let's see. Looking to move Ingram. What kind of running back can I look to get? Ingram is interesting because I think people are probably sellers. Um, So I would, if you need a running back... Um, I would probably be looking to trade him for a guy, and I'd be aggressive here. I'd, I'd try to trade him for a guy like a Malcolm Brown, where somebody probably scooped him off off the of waivers. They don't have a big investment in him just yet. So what are they going to do? Um, you know, they'll probably trade him for more bankable opportunity. Now, me personally, if I had Malcolm Brown, I honestly wouldn't make that deal. Uh, if I was trading Ingram, what I would actually look at tactically is I'd look at trying to get a receiver, Um off of somebody that has a, a deep receiver team, but is really hurting at running back, so they're a little bit more. Uh, they'll be a little bit more aggressive on their side. It's a little bit more of a win-win situation. So I think you'll have a better uh, ability to do that. But if you need a running back, and for some reason Gaskin was still on my waivers, people I think ignored him. He's going to have season-long value. You can get him if you're looking for another running back that might be still on waivers. Um, I mentioned before, Damian Harris um, he's not going to get you any help the next two weeks, but I think he could get you help later in the season, he's worth, especially if an IR slot, he should be on everybody's IR right now, drop somebody, pick up Harris, put him on waivers, pick somebody else up, that's what you should be doing, uh, let's see here, and I don't think I (laughs) I completed the thought, but I forgot, uh, DJ Chark, I got a question from Bryant, DJ Chark or DJ Moore PPR, I'm going to go with DJ Moore this week, I like Chark, um, I like Chark every week, but if you have to make that tra- uh, that, that transition, or that uh, that trade-off between the two players, if that's your choice, I like Moore. Uh, my computer projections don't necessarily agree with that, but I like D.J. Moore because, like I said to everybody at the start of the show, I do literally watch every game. By the time Monday morning came around, my eyes were glassy. I had the worst bags in the world under my eyes. I stayed up all night basically Sunday night watching football. That sounds like fun. But when you have to do it, it's not as much fun. Um, and I, then I stayed up Monday night as well and watched all the games. So what I saw on film, look, Sharks gonna have season long uh, viability. I love the. I love Gardner Minshew, by the way. Um, I love the offense that he's in. Jay Gruden calls a really good offense. Everybody says it's a top five offense in the league. He's a very, very good coordinator. Um, I thought he was an okay coach. I just think that he made, he, he, as a personnel person, he's an idiot. But um, you know, in terms of play calling, you cannot dispute it. He made Andy Dalton into a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. He made Kirk Cousins into a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. He will make Gardner Minshew into a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. Does that happen this year? I don't know. Next year, bank it top 10 quarterback he runs better than you think he does as well chemistry with dj Chark off the charts he'll throw it up to them like i said it matters when a quarterback will see uh, his favorite target double covered downfield and he says ah screw it let me just throw it to him we saw it for years with ben roethlisberger and antonio brown they're not quite there yet but they will be very good um, let's see, Heinz or Marvin Jones. This week, I take Heinz. Marvin Jones, I think, is actually a little bit better when Galladay comes on the field. I know the target, um, you know, the share of offense would go down, but it's more refined targets. You see more one-on-one coverage. So, if Galladay's out there, you could call it a coin flip, but again, seeing what I saw when I watched that Chargers and, um... Uh, what was it? No, I'm not the Chargers. I apologize. That was last year uh, when I saw the Colts versus the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, last week. Uh, Philip Rivers had no problem moving the ball um, and Hines out of the backfield. He got that rushing touchdown. I thought that was a little cheap, but I think he also had some opportunities from for some receiving touchdowns. that didn't pan out. Bottom line, this offense supports two running backs. It was a little murky with uh, with Marlon Mack in there who was having a fantastic first quarter. That sucks that he got hurt. But what that means for Jonathan Taylor, all you Jonathan Taylor people that drafted him in the second and third round that were sweating it when uh, Marlon Mack was on the field, and you're thinking, ah, oh, crap, is it going to take me like six weeks for Jonathan Taylor to break through? Well, he's broken through. He's going to be very good. Offense supports two running backs. Uh, John Brown or Marvin Jones this week? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'm sorry, Marvin Jones, regardless if Galladay plays. Uh... I like I like uh, John Brown on record. I think he's a, a, a weekly kind of viable starter, bottom line starter for you. But if I had to choose, I'm bullish on Marvin Jones. And I'll tell you why. I'm not sure um, if you're an Almanac reader or not. But when you look at the stats from last season, what this offense did, when uh, Gallaudet and Jones were playing, I think Jones had more receptions. Or at least on a, if you extrapolate, because I think Jones played 13 games and Galladay played 16. But if you look at it, uh, Jones was on, on target to get more t- uh, receptions and I believe more yards, but not as many touchdowns. So he was going to outstat Kenny Galladay in two of the three st- major statistical categories if you, again, extrapolate over a 16-game schedule. Um, Marvin Jones contributes in this offense almost as high. I would say he's about 90% of what Kenny Galladay is. And when you consider in the draft that you draft Con- Kenny Galladay, I think his average draft position was like in the mid-20 range uh, by the time the season ended. When you compare that to where Mar- you could have gotten Marvin Jones, which average draft position was 101, uh, I told everybody to snap him up You know, around you know, pick 75 to 85 just to make sure you don't miss out on the talent, especially given where other players were being taken there. Um, I like him season long. You could start him. So there you go. I think that's all of the questions. Next time I do one of these, I'll do a little bit of a better job... Uh, trying to answer questions while I'm going through the stats. Maybe I'll take a break between each position or something like that. Uh, Thanks for watching. Um, still getting used to this whole thing um, but uh, yeah and also like comment subscribe I appreciate everybody's support and uh, on the get paid podcast I appreciate it and Carl uh, you have a good one man <laughs> see I'll come in I'm looking at the screen this time um, yeah we'll see this is a little experiment but I had a lot of fun doing it so again more interactivity next time we'll check it out thanks everybody have a great week hope you win your games and uh, maybe I'll be back tomorrow with some uh, picks against this spread if you're into that thanks everyone you want to get paid then get paid Sean and Brad help you with the games from the fantasy to the gambling We the NFL experts help you win you better tune in for the two hosts they know everything from the players to the coaches so get paid on a Sunday because the team right here know the game the most from shot town to the Florida coast got swag got butter with the toast bread so washed up Model don't hate on that Sean writes the fantasy football almanac so quit that losing time to win we talk fantasy or real whatever you win you're gonna wish this podcast never end now get Ready for the best show to begin, let's go.